Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Fortnight ago, an independent report found that Brexit had cost London and Britain badly. In fact, the British capital is £30 billion or 7.5% smaller than it would otherwise be in a parallel universe in which Britain had not quit the EU. But the Lord Mayor of the City of London, where most of the major banks are based, says it continues to thrive despite the erection of trade barriers with the single market. Michael Minelli is the first American-born Lord Mayor of the City of London and he's over in Dublin this week meeting the Taoiseach and other business leaders. Good morning, Mr Mayor. Good morning and, and pleased to be with you here, Joe. How's Brexit going for London? Well, I think the report that came out from Sadiq Khan, uh, maybe a little context, I'm the Lord Mayor of London, but uh, technically the Lord Mayor of the City of London, despite the official title, and Sadiq mm. Khan is, surrounds us. Uh, his report is a very accurate report on London to the best that economists can do. As you know, the things have gone back and forth. Um, however, within the City of London, which is the square mile uh, and very much a financial and scientific and engineering district, we've, we have uh, actually improved. We had about 525,000 employees working in our area just before Brexit. Uh, we're now running up at about 615,000. So it's actually been tremendous growth in that respect. Um, that's not to say Brexit has been an unalloyed good or a good at all, it's, but at least it hasn't really affected us. And we do seem to be booming. But the big banks and the law firms, they can no longer passport into the rest of the EU from London. Um, just to remind people that uh, as part of the single market, you could base yourself in one member state and sell goods and services without any restrictions into the rest of the EU. That's now a problem. It is a problem. It's been a problem for a while, the, the whole concept of passporting. Um, I might give a, bit, a little bit more context in terms of the economy that we have. Um, actually, as well as being the first American-born, I'm the first Italian, and I'm actually an Irish citizen and lived here for about four years. You've got all, uh, the, the, you've got all the vitamin groups there, Michael. Oh, spot on. Well done. I'm going to remember that line. Yeah, but back to, back to the economics of it all. Uh, the city is approximately 24,000 businesses, and 8,000 of them are actually science and engineering. Uh, when it comes to the big banks, uh, we have five big retail banks in Britain, and only one is technically located in the city. That's Barclays, HSBC is out, uh, and in fact, it's Lloyd's and uh, NatWest are actually up in Scotland. Uh, so we really consist of about 400 foreign banks, and they are not really moving at all. Uh, we then have got, uh, within that 24,000, a huge concentration of law firms, accountancy, and actuary. Uh, but that's only about a third of the city. The other third, as I say, is science and engineering, and the other third is quite mixed. That international bit is booming everywhere. Within Europe, we actually haven't seen the shrinkage, you might think. A lot of that's because, and that's one of the reasons I'm over here, we have excellent relations when it comes to using uh, Irish services and Irish facilities to access the EU. So it's been benefiting Ireland uh, in many respects there. And that's on the basis of common law, uh, which, which really pins us together, as well as all of the immense shared cultural experience and connections that we've had over the years. And in fact, that's kind of been my theme to connect to Prosper. Now, some might say in Europe, oh, well, they're, they're finding workarounds and things. Well, we are very, very legitimately uh, linking up in the way that we should. Meanwhile, uh, what's been going on around the world, sadly, some of it due to conflict, is enormous sums uh, hitting uh, the city of London for investment. Uh, Britain with uh, 1% of the population or the city of London with 2% of the 1% employment of the total population of the world uh, is handling approximately 14 trillion of assets under management now. That's growing inexorably. That's 15% of assets under management handled by 1% of the population. But we can't do that alone. 
Uh, and in fact, we, we reach out enormously to partners. And quite a bit of that money is actually coming from Europe, uh, from Germany, from France, uh, also, of course, from Switzerland, where, where large private foundations are finding that they really want their ma- money managed professionally. And those skills are basically cross-island. Both Dublin and London are providing that in spades. Yeah, I was looking at a study from a New Financial for the Peterson Institute saying that Dublin so far has been the big winner in terms of jobs uh, from Brexit, from London leaving the single market, followed by Paris, then Luxembourg, then Frankfurt. But the report uh, also said uh, that Paris would be the long-term winner. Um, Paris briefly overtook London in terms of share trading or equity trading are you a bit nervous about the challenge being posed by Paris? That's a good question about competition. Um, the Peterson report is, is, in my opinion, quite spot on. And in fact, from 2015 to 2019, I was uh, working here. It shows you the cooperation in financial and professional services. I was actually working here on the IFS 20. So I was uh, l- you know, looking at how uh, Dublin was handling Brexit which I think was done extremely wisely, extremely shrewdly, and with a great deal of sensitivity. And in fact, yes, at that time, we were targeting and obtained, I think, 10,000 jobs in under 24 months for Dublin. Um, so, so it is there. Long term, your point, though, is Paris. And, and uh, I, I can see where it's going uh, in the sense that it's very clear that the Parisians, quite rightly, uh, want to get what they can for themselves. And they are using uh, the separation that's occurred to their advantage. But the really, really long term, I see our competition, uh, and certainly in London, uh, we don't really worry much about Paris. We do worry, though, about Singapore and Dubai. Uh, And all of this is increasing the competition that leads to better services uh, for the international financial markets, smooths capital, helps trade. And believe it or not, uh, many of your listeners might not appreciate this, but actually improves sustainability. Uh, The city of London passed the first Clean Air Act in the world in 1953. We were at Rio. We've been at every single COP. We helped devise the carbon markets. I could really bore you onwards. Uh, Mm. All of this, I think, think is to the greater good of the world. Okay. Uh, And uh, I presume uh, you're going to be meeting some key business leaders briefly? I've had a wonderful time just the past two days. uh, Key business leaders, uh, key political leaders from the Taoiseach on down. It's been a wonderful and, you know, it's, it's a homecoming for me. It's been a, a really, really friendly and happy visit uh, leading to two nights in O'Donoghue's where we weren't thrown out until about two. So it's, oh. been, it's been enormously <laughs> good fun. Um, but also in addition, uh, and one of the things I've been trying to point out is the uh, the challenges in financial services are it's general merger with uh, science and technology, as indicated by the figures I gave you for the city. So right. I've actually spent time at UCD and uh, Trinity uh, yesterday, uh, two hours at Trinity, two hours at UCD, because those connections are important for things like hydrogen, agribusiness. Uh, I could go I'm gonna on. I'm going to have to wind you up. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show and the end of the week. Michael, thank you so much. The Lord Mayor of the City of London ending the week with us. Thank you. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.